I am Cheryl Witten, and this is The Aromatherapist, where we discover the superpower of plants. My newest book, Essential Oil Dilution Guide, is the antidote to confusing aromatherapy instructions and bad recipes. This is the book you need to undo everything you've learned on the internet. In this book, Essential Oil Dilution Guide, I explore how to use essential oils safely. You can learn with me about essential oils and allergic reactions, irritations and sensitizations, phototoxicity, methods of application, types of carrier oils, how to dilute by age and health condition, the right way to ingest essential oils, contraindications for pregnancy, epilepsy, children, and more, and the aromatherapy secret everyone wants to know, the blending formula you need to finally properly calculate your own DIY recipe or blend. Essential Oil Dilution Guide is available now on Amazon. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. On the heels of last week's episode, let's talk a little bit more about aromatherapy and herbal healing tips for labor and delivery and postpartum healing. So I use and recommend using essential oils and herbs as supportive methods during labor and delivery and the postpartum. And so my focus in my recommendations is mostly on skincare, mild pain management, which is often typically also in the aftercare, as well as stress and anxiousness and sleep. So birth is a major event in your life. And I really believe that helping the mother feel calm and relaxed and empowered and filling the space with calmness and positivity and just good energy, as it were, is very important. And I think it just really helps to manage the experience that can actually be long and stressful. And especially if you're a new mom, it can be very anxiety inducing. So I don't really look at using herbs and oils as a main form of medical care during labor and delivery, right? Most of the time, you know, births are easy and they're natural. Women are built to do this and we've been doing this for thousands of years. You know, even if it's your first time, our body just knows what to do. There are times that there is a need for advanced care and this is literally why we have supervised deliveries with midwives and doctors. And in these scenarios, herbs and oils are not emergency medicine. So it's just important to state that. That being said, there are great ways to use these plants to help ourselves heal, help stay calm and relaxed, help nourish the body and support the body for the process, and then help move through the process and the experience uh, as we are doing it. There's actually quite a bit of research on essential oils on women during labor and delivery, which is very cool. So we're gonna talk about a few things. So the first thing is stress and anxiety, and this is sometimes a really big part of labor, delivery, and the postpartum. So if you're a first-time mom, you can't know what's going to happen until you experience it. And that can be stressful and anxiety-inducing for some people because you just don't know what to expect. And the aftercare of a new baby and the new experience of motherhood for the first time is a big event and totally new world, and sometimes that is stressful for people. And for experienced moms, you know that that transition is pretty intense for the first while as you adjust to a new human and your body goes through changes. And so stress and anxiety can be and often are a part of women's experience through labor and delivery and postpartum. And so the problem with anxiety and stress is that it stimulates your sympathetic nervous system, which then causes the release of stress-related hormones, adrenaline, cortisol, noradrenaline. And so during labor, that can make the pain more severe, the labor longer. And so the calmer we can keep mom, the better. And so sometimes, you know, those obviously those hormones are useful for us in certain situations. But generally speaking, the calmer that you feel, the, you know, the better that it's going to be. 
And so there's a few oils that we use and that I typically recommend in these situations. And the all-time classic is lavender. True lavender called Lavendula angustifolia or Lavendula officinalis. And this has been studied probably the most in pregnancy and laboring moms and deliveries. And it's been shown in multiple studies to decrease the intensity of pain through inhalation. So inhaling lavender can decrease the intensity of pain during labor. And a massage with lavender oil was shown to help lower the pain score during the active phase of labor. So that's the time from six to 10 centimeters when things are really happening. Other studies show that lavender was better at reducing pain intensity than breathing techniques, that lavender massage was better than biofeedback therapy for lowering pain level, and that lavender massage was better than unscented massage at lowering pain intensity. And it was better at lowering pain severity than just routine labor methods that you would typically use. Lavender also lowers adrenaline levels and noradrenaline levels in laboring moms, but in that specific study, it was not shown to exactly change anxiety or necessarily lower anxiety, but it did lower the stress hormones. And in other studies, it was show, does show that it lowers anxiety as well. And some studies show within 60 minutes of inhaling it, others show instantly. And these are for moms specifically in labor. So I would take that stress and calming and relaxation type of response for lavender into the postpartum period as well. And it's going to have some of those similar effects that's going to be able to lower anxiety, lower stress, lower your stress hormones just by smelling it. Uh, And so it can actually also in the postpartum, if you're still experiencing a lot of pain, lavender is excellent for pain reduction. And that has to do with the linalool in there, some of the constituents that will help reduce pain. And so you can also use some of those techniques as well to smell it, to have an aromatherapy lavender massage will also help reduce pain. In the postpartum period, also, it's going to help with wound healing. So lavender stimulates the wound healing process and can stimulate collagen production. So that can help heal up any stitches, any wounds you have, and also help with scarring. It can be applied to the area if you have any stitches anywhere or if you have your perineum is swollen and tender, then you can use lavender here as well. And lavender is anti-inflammatory, so it's a great one to use when there's irritation happening in the skin. But there is some stipulations here. So I don't like to apply anything directly to any stitches until at least 48 hours after you get them. And that's pretty much a standard advice. You want to leave them clean and dry for the first little bit. And so obviously if your doctor has different instructions for that, then you should follow that. But generally, you just want to keep it clean with soap and water, keep it dry. But generally, the common advice is to apply a thin layer of petroleum jelly on your stitches and then you cover it with a bandage or you leave it open. So I'm not a fan of petroleum jelly because it's a petroleum byproduct and I would prefer to use botanical products. So instead, a botanical healing ointment with lavender in it would be perfect. So I wouldn't apply any lavender neat here just because you could have irritation. And can you imagine if you had a skin irritation there while you had stitches? That could be bad. So after the stitches are out, you could apply lavender neat on that area uh, and that can help with scarring. You can also apply it with a carrier oil. I would suggest rosehip seed oil 
some of the key to scarring and to skin appearance is vitamin C. So rosehip seed oil has high amounts of vitamin C. So you can you can make a lovely little incision serum here with rosehip seed oil and lavender oil. And you could, if you could make authentic sandalwood and rose oil fit into your budget, those are expensive oils. So if you could make that work, that would be a really dreamy serum with beautiful skin power. And you could use that after your stitches come out to just help the skin heal and or just improve how it looks. For perineum care, you know, a peri bottle with warm water does the skin wonders. So it's going to keep that area clean. Obviously, you're going to the washroom. We want to keep that sanitary as much as possible. So use a peri bottle, which is just a a squirt bottle essentially with warm water in it and it just keeps the area clean it soothes soothes the skin and i recommend using that for every bathroom trip for the first while until that skin isn't quite so sensitive and then when the stitches are out you probably don't need it anymore i recommend a spray also and i really like using a little bit of fractionated coconut oil which is the liquid form with some of what i call the heavy hitter skin oils which are your investment oils that are really good for the skin so things like myrrh frankincense lavender helichrysum a little bit of tea tree oil is going to help make sure that there's no unwanted germs in there and you want a bottle that gently miss instead of any aggressive sprays because if your skin is sensitive that can be a little bit too much so i recommend a peri bottle a nice wash of the area and then pat dry and then you can just gently spray with a spray with these ingredients and do that after every bathroom use and it can really help heal the skin and just provide some soothing and anti-inflammatory botanical support there that can just really help the skin. The other way I use lavender is to add it to water and make your padsicles. So these are the frozen pads that you use for the first few days. I mean, you just add, you can just add the lavender to the water and then pre-make your pad. So you're just gonna pour a little bit of that water onto your pad, put the pad in the freezer. And it's a really easy, simple way to soothe an inflamed perineum it feels divine when you're you're swollen and sore you know it just feels so good so that's another way that I recommend using lavender too really we could make this whole episode about lavender because there's so many ways that you can use it but again it's the one that I would use for stress and relaxation you know after having the baby when your emotions are really high when you feel really anxious to help you sleep more to help calm the baby to help you stay calm sometimes your emotions are kind of all over the map as your hormones adjust or come crashing down and so I just find lavender just helps calm and it just helps everyone else stay calm. So your partner to help you stay calm as well. And so it's just a really beautiful one. You can use it with a baby. It's safe to use with infants. I wouldn't put it on, if you have a premature baby, I wouldn't put any essential oils on them. You want to make sure you diffuse in those situations rather than apply. Putting it on a brand new baby, we can do that. We just want to be super careful. So it's really good to talk to an aromatherapist in these situations. Make sure you have the right dilutions. But Lavender is a great essential oil, basic oil to have on hand. The next oil that would be a splurge for sure, an indulgence for sure, would be rose essential oil. So authentic rose essential oil is very expensive. If you're willing to put up some money into the budget, 
to pamper yourself, then this is one that I highly recommend. And I suggest looking for Damascus Rose. And there's lots of different kinds of rose oils and products. You can find rose absolutes and hydrosols, and you can find many different kinds of rose species. I like Damascus Rose. If you are finding a rose product, a rose essential oil or an absolute from an authentic essential oil company with high quality products, then I'm not too concerned about the type of rose you're using. But since rose typically is very expensive to produce because it just requires so many rose petals to make a bottle, there's a good chance the cheap stuff that you can find is just fragrance chemicals and not real rose flower. It's not from the actual plants. That's something to keep in mind. But rose has been quite well studied for labor and delivery and inhalation of rose oil helps reduce labor pain intensity or severity. We also see rose oil lowering anxiety in some studies and it's also great for the skin. So I tend not to diffuse rose oil too much because it is so expensive. I like to apply it just right to my body so that I get the benefit for my mood, for relaxation, for stress, but also for my skin and just get the most benefit for the best value because it's so expensive. So it helps lower uh, stress, helps with mood, helps with relaxation. If you can't make rose oil work in your budget, geranium, which is Pelargonium graviolens, it's pretty similar to rose. The profile's pretty similar. The benefits are pretty similar. So this can be a good swap oil and that's a little bit more affordable. I'm quickly interrupting this episode to tell you about one of my favorite brands, Mountain Rose Herbs and their organic non-GMO essential oils. This is one of those high quality brands I recommend because they have clinical level products that are actually from botanicals and produce real results. So in line with this episode, I wanted to talk a little bit about the sleep blend. And this is a great blend of organic lavender, sweet marjoram, Roman chamomile, bergamot, and clary sage oils, all organic. So as the name suggests, it's meant to be used at the end of the day for wind down, relaxation, sleep, but this combination is actually going to be really excellent as well for relaxation and calming it just in general, and could be a great addition to your birth bag for relaxation and for that stress response and safe to use during pregnancy. So you can diffuse a few drops in your diffuser or apply with a carrier oil and a roll-on to help soothe and relax. It does contain bergamot, so you just wanna make sure your skin is protected from any direct sunlight for at least 12 hours. So you can get 10% off Mountain Rose Herbs Essential Oils. Visit mountainroseherbs.com and use code AROMAPOD10 for 10% off. And now, back to our episode There's many different oils we can use and the scenarios in which you might need different essential oils can vary widely, but there are some other ones that we can bring in for stress and relaxation and anxiety and just help promote a relaxing environment. And these are gonna be safe for pregnancy and labor. So these are neroli, sweet orange, frankincense, grapefruit, bergamot, ylang-ylang, Roman chamomile. All of these are very calming. All of these help with relaxation, anxiety. They just set up a calm environment for you. And frankincense specifically is another old ancient oil that has a very long spiritual history. And so this can be a really great one, not only for its calming benefits, but also for that spiritual use. And so if you are spiritual and if you are religious, then you might be familiar with its long history. It's used in a lot of different traditions across many different faiths and it's 
often used in prayer and meditation for that calming element. But it can also just help you kind of tap into that strength and fortitude that comes from a different source, a different place, you know, during pregnancy and labor. Sometimes you do need to sort of dig a little bit deeper here to get through the experience because it can be pretty, pretty intense, right? And so this is a good one that we can use to sort of help that in, in your mental health, in your spiritual existence as well. So another product to recommend is really a good nipple cream. And I wanted to bring this one up because first of all, if you're breastfeeding, this is something that you need to have for the first little bit. And if you find a good product, a good healing ointment, you can use this as a multi-purpose. So if you have any incisions or any skin healing that you need, this balm can work for you know incision healing, but also for nipple cream. If you make that rose hip seed oil serum for the scarring, you, you could probably use the rose hip seed oil for your breasts. However, I wanted to bring this up about the essential oil in it because sometimes there's an, an uproar about using essential oils on your nipples while you're breastfeeding because obviously this is where the baby's feeding. And so then we have the baby ingesting whatever you're using as well. And so that's why people turn to natural products to begin with is because the baby is feeding here. We wanna be careful what we're also putting them into contact with, right? Here's the thing, essential oils can help heal your skin. They absolutely can. But there's a couple things we gotta know. They need to be properly diluted. If you have cracked nipples and they're dry and sore, if it's not diluted and it's not diluted enough, that is going to sting. I cannot tell you how much that is going to sting. So we need to really care for the skin here in the in the right way. Make sure those essential oils are diluted. It's gonna take out that irritating aspect that can sometimes happen with essential oils. The other thing is if the baby is, is feeding here and you're putting a straight essential oil and you're especially if you're putting it close to when they're feeding, which I don't recommend, the baby can get that into their mouth and it, there's potential for irritating their mucous membranes, right? So dilution is important. I wanna you know, advise you to use caution here because putting essential oil on your breast and then immediately feeding your baby because they really are going to be getting a lot of that essential oil. Some people choose that they don't wanna use anything. I personally am okay with essential oils in a breast product just because I feel like the amount that they're actually going to be ingesting is very small. The time between feeding and application is long enough that I have felt for my own personal use, I wasn't concerned about it. Some people just don't wanna use them. Not every single essential oil is safe to use. If you have a premature baby that you were trying to breastfeed, just be aware that premature babies, their organs typically can be underdeveloped. And so we don't want to, you know, give too many products that are gonna give them problems metabolizing. So we wanna be careful there. Don't wanna have a irritating essential oil that can get into contact with the baby's face and cause irritation to them. So those are kinds of things that we gotta think about, which is why people get heated about using essential oils during breastfeeding. I think if you're using them appropriately, I'm not concerned. However, some women are going to decide, you know what, I don't want to use any, and that's totally fine. You can find lots of products that are made with just botanical fatty oils, like shea butter, olive oil, mango seed butter, calendula, no essential oils in there. I would argue that calendula still is a plant oil. So if you're going to be, you know, anal about essential oils, don't go for calendula then because we're still on the same vein there. However, if you have some of those products at home, you can make your own little healing ointment balm. It's going to, it's going to help as well. That is just when you're using a nipple cream, it's really just about moisturizing and soothing that inflamed area, right? So however you need to do that will be okay. You can consult with an aromatherapist and make sure that whatever you're gonna use is gonna be the right safe product for you. So when we talk about breastfeeding, we always have to bring up the herbs and oils 
that increase breast milk. So some women want to use these. These are called galactagogues. These are herbs like fennel, fenugreek, blessed thistle that are used to help increase milk supply. And the problem with this, this one also gets a lot of uproar because the problem with just jumping into using an herb to increase your supply is that you could miss latch problems or other issues that are really the real reason why you don't have enough milk. So that feeding motion is what helps bring in, the sucking is what helps bring in some milk, right? And it notifies your body about how much milk you need. So if you don't have the right latch in there or there's something else going on, that can be what is affecting your milk. So herbs generally are a controversial subject. Some essential oils are contraindicated, like fennel is contraindicated during pregnancy and breastfeeding, even though it is a galactagogue. I'm personally okay with using fennel. I don't think it's quite as scary as people make make it out to be, but it's going to be on your own personal comfortability. I am an advocate for herbs and essential oils for breastfeeding, but only under the supervision of a trained herbalist, a trained aromatherapist, and in conjunction with a lactation consultant. And I like to see you go to the lactation consultant first and then talk to an herbalist. And please don't just jump on the internet and read something and go take an herb because, you know, lots of times information isn't quite correct. But also, again, that breastfeeding is a massive field. There's a lot of science behind it. And so it's important that you talk to a lactation consultant, somebody who has done this and has all the information you need because there just could be a simple reason why. And when you just take an herb instead of seeing them, you could really miss something important. Again, water and nutrition are also a huge part of this. You need to drink a lot of water to help your milk. So that's really important as well. And one last herb that I'm going to talk about before we jump into a couple of safety considerations is raspberry leaf tea. So raspberry leaf can help tone the uterus and can help make birth easier. And so we can see some data that up to two cups of tea, raspberry leaf tea daily, every day in the last trimester has been shown to make birth easier, can lead to less medical intervention during labor and delivery. That's another tool that can be really useful for you as well as you get into, you know, those last few months before you're about to have your baby. Okay, so let's get into some of the other considerations. First, as I said, not all oils and herbs are recommended during pregnancy or for babies. So it's really important to double check that information, know how much to dilute, know what know what you should not use, check the products. You can also find, I have that information on contraindicated essential oils for pregnancy and breastfeeding, as well as children in my newest book called Essential Oil Dilution Guide. And that's gonna be linked up in the show notes for you. But second, not all essential oils and herbs are scary either. We, You know, there's a lot of people out there making sweeping statements that aren't really based in science or they have very limited, we have very limited data on, or the suggestion is based on animal data, which doesn't really make any sense. So we can't adopt a terrified stance either. So it's just about, you know, we have to be smart, but we don't need to be terrified. One thing to know is that not all hospitals will love you using essential oils. So you want to check that before you bring them in. These days, there's actually a lot of hospitals that use essential oils regularly in the hospital for different things. So they might not have any problems. So it's just something you want to check out before you bring them in. I personally am a rebel and took my oils in with me and used them anyway in my hospital. I just didn't care. But that's not really something I recommend you do because you might get some flag for it. Generally, you're going to labor at home for the most part anyway. So that's a great opportunity to use your oils through that process and to keep your space 
calm and relaxed and keep you calm and relaxed. And if if you can safely labor at home for as long as possible and, you know, under the guidance of your care team, then that can really change your experience too. So then you can use your essential oils here. If you're having a home birth, then you won't have any problems with using essential oils during your labor or your delivery. The other thing to think about is that the comfort level of your practitioner, so your doctor, your midwife, on how you use oils and herbs might depend on their training. So a midwife generally has a little bit more knowledge of herbal medicine than a Western trained OBGYN. Like they're gonna know, but they typically don't have a lot of actual use with an herb. They're trained in emergency medicine. They're also trained in all of the advanced medical care. And so someone who has a bit more training in herbal medicine is probably going to be able to give you reliable information. Whoever your primary care provider is, though, typically helps you with your decision making. So you need to make that in those decisions in conjunction with them. It's all about communication. Herbal medicine and clinical aromatherapy is typically out of the scope of practice for a doula. So they are not typically going to be able to actually advise you on that unless they're also fully trained in the modality. You could consult with a well-trained herbalist during your pregnancy on safe herbal use, along with the full disclosure of your maternity team. So it's really gonna be up to you to really decide at the end of the day, what is the best decision for you given your circumstances, given your history, given your medical history, all of these things, we know how to care for ourselves, you know? We know how to take care of our bodies day to day. But when it comes to more specific health needs, then it's a good idea to make sure that you just discuss and consult with someone who is trained in these areas. All right, beautiful people. Thank you so much for listening today. If you feel so inclined, please subscribe, rate, and review this show. For show notes and more information on essential oils, please visit livelovelemon.com forward slash podcast. And we love to know what you're up to and how you're using your essential oils. So head over to Instagram and find us at the Aromatherapist Podcast. My name is Cheryl Witten, and I am your aromatherapist. We have to share with you this obligatory disclaimer. Information in this podcast is for educational purposes only. It is not a replacement for medical advice or for professional aromatherapy consultation. If you need medical care, please visit your physician. Speak to your primary care provider, pharmacist, and a qualified aromatherapist before commencing any programs.